the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Submit your faith story or prayer request today at jennifer-jackson.org. You're listening to Simply for Women. Yes, you are listening to Simply for Women, and I am so excited because I have Dr. Deepa Hawa-Harvey with us today. She's from Ohio Health, and she is a breast surgeon and a breast cancer survivor. So welcome. We're going to have the treasure and the treat to have her with us all week, and it's an honor. It's a real privilege to have you. Thank you for joining the show today. Thank you so much, Jennifer, for having me. I'm super excited, and uh, uh, I've been looking forward to this for a long time. So thank you. It's so great. I know that God put us together. I'll never forget when I first met you, I felt as if God had put us together. And I met you in the midst of a crisis, and I found out that you, you believed in God. Yes. That was such a comfort to me. Yes. And such an inspiration. So tell us, why don't you share your story? Start at the beginning, and how did you come to know the Lord? Yes. So um, I was 17 when we migrated to the United States from India, and we ended up in the small town, Carbarsville, Ohio. It's mm-hmm. a very, I mean, Oklahoma, not Ohio. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, and um, so we, you know, had neighbors who were going to church, and so they invited us to go to church with them. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I have such fond memories of my growing up in that church, and um, and that's where you know we all got saved, and you know took the baptism at that time. And even now, when I think of fond memories, I think of. Mm-hmm. My fond memories, not just going to the church, you know, the youth ministry and the youth pastor and the kids that I got to hang mm-hmm. out with and um, different trips we took. And it was just all mm. like fun times. And the most fun thing, of course, it always comes back to food is every Sunday we would have donuts, you know. And <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So and every time I see a donut, I remember that. So. Oh, I love that. And your parents yeah. were with you. My parents and my two brothers were all with mm. us. Yeah. So. That's so good. Yes. And I think that faith, uh, that early on, I think it's really important. And it wasn't very early, but it was still enough to where mm. my two brothers and I were talking le- last week about this exact same thing mm. and uh, how much peace going to church brings them. Mm. And so uh, being in the presence of God, I think um, nothing can replace that. Yeah, that was almost a foundation for you. Yes. Before you what you ventured off to college. Yes. So I have always wanted to be a doctor since age five. So I went to college. <laughs> That's cute. Yeah. And so um, of course I did not even know what a doctor was at age five. But um, I was getting ready to apply to medical school, and then my dad had a stroke. He had a hemorrhagic stroke mm. from a brain tumor, and um, at that time I did not want to leave. So this by this time I had already my, met my husband in undergrad and got married and. Uh, was thinking about going to medical school, but then he had a hemorrhagic stroke due to a brain tumor. Mm. And so I wanted to take care of him because my mom had to work as a nurse to keep the insurance for him. And I took care of him for two to three years, um, like day in and day out, turning mm. him every two hours and things like that. And um, I went to physician assistant school while I was taking care of him because it was right in town in Wichita, Kansas. And But this longing for wanting to go to medical school always mm. kept you know, always in my back of my head, I would always think about that. 
then my husband and I sat down and I said, well, I would have to give up my job as a PA, mm-hmm. um, you know, lose that money, but then take loans to go to medical school. And I think I was in my mid-20s and I said, well, if I don't do it now, I don't want to be 60 and regret not doing this. That's right. And so um, I would have to say, though, when you talk about divine intervention, I had to go through the process of taking care of my dad, uh, be on the family side mm. of what it feels like on the you know fam- patient's family. And being a caretaker. Being a, a caretaker constantly mm. and the fatigue and the burnout. And um, when you go to the hospital, you know, Whenever I see patients' families, that's the first thing I think about is because they're so invested in you. Mm. And that taught me a great deal of kindness, compassion. And when an illness affects a person, it affects the whole family, yes. not just that person. Yeah. And so I think God really needed to prepare me, you know, with that before I went to medical school. So um, thanks to, you know, my husband, my mom who helped, mm. you know, and I had two kids along the way in medical school. And... Um, Came to Columbus, Ohio. I wanted to be a trauma surgeon and go back to mm. Wichita uh, to work as a trauma surgeon. And uh, I met a young lady when I was in my residency of doing general surgery. And she was a breast cancer survivor. And she had mm. advanced breast cancer. She had kids mm. up my kids' age. And we just developed this strong you know, relationship, I would call and check on her and ask mm. her. And, um, and she told me, you should be a breast surgeon because a typical surgeon usually, you know, there's this bias that, you know, they're not good about keeping the relationships or right. in a bedside manner and things like that. And she said, you really should be a breast surgeon. I said, I really love breast surgery. I love the research aspect of things change on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. I'm always intrigued. and I'm always wanting to learn. So then that's when I applied to breast surgery. Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah. And so the interesting thing is growing up as immigrants, we were pretty poor. Uh, my dad said, you know, you have to always work hard and be the best at whatever you're going to be, whether it's cleaning bathrooms, it didn't matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, hard work, ethic, honesty, believing in God, keeping God first. These were all things that were taught in my home mm-hmm. growing up. So when I first became a breast surgeon, my prayer really was, how could I be the best breast surgeon? Mm-hmm. And I always say the pray, uh, my answer to my prayer came in form of my own breast cancer diagnosis. Mm-hmm. Eight months later on his routine screening mammography. Wow. And so I think, of course, I did not feel like it was an answer prayer no. at that time, right? So, but I had gone through all the same emotions, you know, uh, the denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance. Mm-hmm. And you have to go through that. You just cannot stay in those stages for a long time because it's sort of a grief where, you know, you, I was waiting all my life to become a breast surgeon. Now I can start living my life because you put so many things on hold. Yeah as you're going through school. And I was also taking care of my dad, you know, Mm. um, and they lived in Wichita, Kansas, but I would take time off and go visit them and Mm. take care of him and give my mom a break when I was in residency here. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah, yeah. And Didn't so, your dad say, if you're going to be a breast surgeon, be the best you can be? Was that your dad that said that? He said, whatever you are going to be doing in life. And that's kind of the thing I tell my kids. Is it, I don't care what you guys will do, but just be good at it. Mm-hmm. Just be the best you can at it. Work hard. Mm-hmm. You know, don't mm-hmm. take shortcuts. You know, don't lie or cheat. I mean, those are that's all right. like, you know, you think those are simple things, but that's such an important thing for success. Mm-hmm. Um, the godly success, God is always watching out for you and looking out for you if you keep God first. And, I mean, there's so many examples in my own life. And um, so that prayer of mine, wanting to be the best breast surgeon, you know, um, mm-hmm. uh, it came in form of my own breast cancer diagnosis. And my father passed away right after I became a breast surgeon. Mm-hmm. But then, 
even in spite of me being a breast surgeon, I wasn't taking care of myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I was not working out, not taking care of myself because I was taking care of my you know family, my husband, oh. my kids, my my dad. So five months after he passed away, my dad actually came in my dream and he said, you need to get a stat mammogram. And my dad was a trained engineer. Wow. He did not know anything about medicine. And so I was kind of surprised, you know, why do you want me to get, you know, mammogram? And in my dream, I'm telling him my right side of my chest hurts. And I didn't oh, wow. have any symptoms at that point. Yeah. And he said, in my dream, you need to go get a stat mammogram. So that, that week, was totally God. That's totally 100% God. And I immediately went to get a mammogram, and they called me back because they saw a mass in my right breast. Mm. And then I was diagnosed with cancer. And he was actually already in heaven at that point, so you could talk to him about it. Yes, absolutely. But any time during this journey of my breast cancer treatment, because I did have some complications Mm -hmm. that resulted in infection, needing IV antibiotics, Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I would pray and I would think about my dad, and he would always come in my dream. And Growing up, mm-hmm. my dad always did this where he p- would put his hand on our heads. It mm-hmm. was very comforting. So he would do that you know, in oh, my dream. So, that's yeah. beautiful. So it's, it's like I always say, I know I took care of my dad, but my dad took care of me. Yeah, he did. And God was in all, in all of this. You know, he was preparing me before I got here. And then mm-hmm. how God works in mysterious ways is just very amazing. There's nothing like godly parents. There is nothing like godly <laughs> parents. That's that is, so beautiful. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. So. Even in the hard things. Who did you run to first? When you found out? I actually called my partner, who is uh, the breast surgeon who trained me in, in mm-hmm. my fellowship. I called him and I said, you know, and I did not even tell my husband yet because, you know, as a lay person, usually you hear the word cancer, mm-hmm. you're very scared. So I want to talk to him, let him know about it. And uh, I wanted him to say, you're going to be okay. Yeah. Even though right. I was a breast surgeon doing this as a job, I was so used to telling so many women every day that you have breast cancer. Now I was a patient in my, Mm. you know, in a patient's shoes receiving that diagnosis, you know. And so I was in shock at first, just like many women. And so when I tell women, they have called them and told them they have breast cancer, I expect them to be in shock. There is something really powerful about those those three words, you're going to be okay. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Did he say that? He did. He did say that, yes. (laughs) I'm glad. (laughs) He did. I mean, he did. He did say, and I did ask him, like, I really want to watch my kids grow up. I want to be there for their weddings, you know. And he said, oh, you're going to be fine. You're going to be there. So, Mm. um, and and that was important to hear for me, even though, you know, at that time I just became a patient, right? So I I was now quickly, you have cancer, really changes your life, you know. It really does. Yes. Wow. I think, did you need others besides your father, besides this this pastor, besides who else did you need? My mom, my husband, of course. He yeah. was my rock, and he still is my rock. Mm-hmm. So, and we my need, kids. We need so many people. We need we? so many. We need a huge village of people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, even though your dad wasn't there in person, I love how he was still there in yes. your heart and in your yes. dream. And, and his words were still comforting to yes. you. And, and those, I love that. Tapping you on the head, that's such a... Yeah. such a comforting thing that we yeah. can we don't think about the little things yes. we do for our kids means yes. so much yes oh this is such a joy you have been listening to simply for women i'm jennifer jackson and i have dr deepa halla harvey with us and she's going to be here all week we're going to talk about women's health we're going to talk about warning signs what could you do how can you turn to the lord when you're in that crisis point what are you going to do so stay with us all week it's going to be a great great time so much to talk about You have been listening to Simply for Women.
hope that today's show has been a blessing to you as you seek to simply live out your faith. To hear today's show again or to share it with a friend, search Simply for Women wherever you get your podcasts. Or visit Jennifer's website at jennifer-jackson.org. That's jennifer-jackson.org. Thanks for joining us on Simply for Women. Take time today to simply be, simply be with God. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.